Turn your Bibles with you this morning to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1. John, chapter 1. Last week, we looked at Matthew, chapter 5. And as we looked, we saw Jesus at some point turned and noticed a large crowd that was gathered around him. And at this point, God must have looked at him and given him permission to preach the longest recorded of his sermons in scriptures, the Sermon on the Mount. At the beginning of the sermon, Jesus gave us a list of people who were blessed, called Beatitudes. The list of people who were blessed was not given to the Jew of that day. That list was given to those who had accepted him as their Messiah, those who had been regenerated by the Son of God. Now, we looked at all of those who were blessed and could identify ourselves with some, but not all. And there were some, some of the, the, the blessings that he described that we had no chance to, that we could ever identify with. We learned that Jesus himself is the only one who could identify with every single one of those beatitudes. But church, we also learned that we could strive to achieve those blessings in Jesus. Amen? Amen. Today, I want us to consider how we might be able to identify with more of those blessings or those, those blessedness that we saw last week. So let's look at John chapter 1. We're going to start reading in verse 35. <clears throat> John chapter 1, verse 35. And John writes, he says, again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples, being John the Baptist. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this and followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and noticed them following him, he asks them, what are you looking for? What is it you're looking for? They, they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Jesus replied, come and you'll see. So they went and saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day. It was about 10 in, 10 in the morning. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two that, who, who heard John and followed him. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means anointed one. And he brought Simon to Jesus. When Jesus saw him, he said, you are Simon. Son of John, you will be called Cephas, which means rock. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. <clears throat> Father, again, we, we come to you this morning asking forgiveness of our sins. Lord, we pray, Lord God, that you would be with us right now. Lord, I pray that you would hide me and your words would be heard from you. Lord, I pray that, that you'd bless the reading of your word. You'd right now, God, you'd awake us and shake us. Lord, you'd help us to feel revived. You'd help us to feel renewed. You'd help us, Lord, to have a desire in our heart to hear a word from you that we might be greater Christians to serve you in these last days before your return. Lord Jesus, please help us to hear a word from you this morning. In Jesus' name I do pray and all God's children said, amen. amen. What, what is it that we just saw in that scripture? Now, I, I'll be honest with you, church, that I've, I've read this scripture many times and in times past, and I, I've really, I, I guess I've, Mr. Crawford, I, I read it too fast and I didn't let it sink in, but this week, and I want to encourage y'all, please, after this service, sometime during this week, go back in this scripture and, and read it and let it sink in exactly what's taking place this morning. Now, as usual, 
as usual. I, I want to stop because something, something happened. Well, what did we just read from? We just read from one of the Gospels, right? And what I've tried to teach you uh, the, the past years that I've been here is when you, when you open your Bible to the book, one of the books of the Gospels, one of the four Gospels, you need to tell yourself, what? Jesus knew. Anytime you open one of the four Gospels, you need to immediately, Cynthia, tell yourself, Jesus knew. He knew. It prepares our minds to understand that exactly what's getting ready to take place, what we're getting ready to read, Jesus already knew. He, he already knew this day was coming, and this day is now upon us. Now, church, I want you to understand something else as well. The day that we're living in, today, today, Jesus knew. So many people I've heard, you know, I just can't, I don't know how much I can take anymore. I, I don't know. Jesus prepared you for this day. He did. I, I'm not strong enough. Yes, you are. I'm not bold enough. It's in you. It's got to come out of you. Jesus created us individually for this day. He knew this day was coming and he knew who you are. Church, we need to be prepared. Amen. We need to be what God called us to be. Now, there are many times that I'm, <clears throat> I'm reading in Scripture that as I'm reading, I, I wish to myself that, that I could have been standing at a distance at a, as, the, as the event unfolded. And church, this is one. This is one of them. I, I'd like to have been there this day. Just the day before, Jesus had walked on the scene where John the Baptist was preaching and, and baptizing those who believed. At some point, John looks up and sees Jesus standing in the crowd and announces for all to hear, here is the Lamb of God who takes away all all the sin of the world. This is the one I told you about. As we look at John's gospel, we don't know who, who was there on that day, but we can all imagine that he did not keep a secret as, as our scripture this morning tells us. Think with me here for a second. John was sent into the wilderness to preach the coming of the Messiah and to baptize those who would believe repentance of sin. Then one day he looks up. I don't know how many days he'd been in the wilderness. I don't know how many. I listen, I, I don't. But one day he looks up, Desi, and he sees the one who he's been preaching about. Listen, I, I can't, I, I, the older I get, the, the longer I live, the more I see in this world, the heartache that I see in this world. The, I, I want to, Stan, I can't wait for that. I don't want to die. I want, I want to see my grandchildren. I want to see them live, but there's something inside of me. Listen, I want to see Jesus. Amen. I want to see him. I've been preaching about him and, and, and studying and teaching about him for almost 20 years now. I want to see him. Can you imagine the excitement, the thrill that filled John's heart, John the Baptist's heart, when he looked up in the crowd, Gary Page, and he saw Jesus standing there? Now, I've often wondered, you know, Jesus, Jesus was slick. You know, Scripture says, you know, he would just, you know, he would fade in or he would fade out of a crowd. Or he, Scripture says he, he would remove himself. Uh, I, he walked in that crowd, Stan. And I, I wonder how long he, he watched John and listened to John. And then, you know, he, he kind of moved in such a way 
And he looked at John, and John made eye contact with him. Can you imagine this? The one that you're preaching about is standing in front of you. And in my heart, Desi, I imagine Jesus, you know, got to love him. Looked at John and said, I, I can't wait to see my Jesus. I, I can't wait. The, the longer I live, the more my heart aches to go home. This is not my home. I'm tired of the misery. I'm tired of the sadness, the day-to-day -day sadness. It seems like here, here lately the sadness outweighs the, 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 the good. But listen, church, God is always good. When we stay close to him, when we strive to, to, to meet these beatitudes that we talked about last week, listen, our heart is going to grow fonder and the joy is going to well up inside of us. And we can't help it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine with me what it must have been like the day after John baptized Jesus? Word had gotten out about what had happened. What are you talking about, Brother Kyle? What is it that, you, that you're saying that got out? What, what's the word that got out that, you know, that had happened? Look at Matthew chapter 3 real quick. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. This is what actually happened the day before. Matthew records, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan and he, and to be baptized by him. But John tried to stop him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you come to me. Now, church, I don't know if you can relate to this or not, but I, I feel like I can. I can't, I can't imagine. Trey, I can't imagine Jesus walking through those doors as I'm up there baptizing. And he walks down the aisle, and he wants me to baptize him. I would do what my Lord says, but I, I just, I, I can't imagine that. I know it would be an honor, but I, I just, I, I don't, I, how, do you, how do you baptize the Son of God? You and all your, 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 you can feel your sin sometimes. How in the world could you do this? I can feel John's pain as he says this to Jesus. But Jesus answered him, allow it for now. What he's telling John is he's saying, listen, I, I, I get you. I understand. I know, what you're, I know what you're feeling. Because this is the way for us to fulfill all righteousness. You see, John was paying a part in fulfilling righteousness. Then he allowed him to be baptized. After Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water. The, the heavens suddenly opened for him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and, the, and, and coming down on him. And there was a voice from heaven. This is my beloved son. I take delight in him. This is what had happened just the day before. Church, we, we know that Andrew and John were the two who were following Jesus in our scripture this morning. But what we do not know is if they were present when Jesus was baptized and stayed with John the Baptist until the next day. We also do not know if as followers of John, 
uh, John the Baptist if they had heard word of, of what took place and then traveled at least five miles from their home in Capernaum to see what had happened. All we know is that, that they had heard and, and they, they, they came to investigate. Church, why do people come to church? Why is it that they come to church? Why do people come? Why did you come? Did you come this morning really seeking the presence of God? Did you come this morning because throughout the week, through everything that took place in your life, you, you felt an absence of God and you came to replenish the, the presence of God? Did you come this morning because you wanted to kneel at his feet and praise him for who he really is? Why, why do people come? Why, why did Andrew and John come? Because they had heard and they wanted to see for themselves. What would it be like if we, the church, were as excited about the presence of Jesus? That when we walked through those doors, we, 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 we had to go out and we had to tell everybody what we'd seen. We'd been in the presence of God and, and we had to tell it. What, what would it be like? I don't think anything could keep people from coming to church if that's the way we felt. Amen? Now, Church, you do know <coughs> why this day was a special day, right? You do know why this day was a special day. A day that I'd like to have stood off at a distance and watched. In the Gospel of John, this is the first day of the ministry of Christ. On this day, Jesus had friends and family, but he's alone in the endeavors of the day-to-day -day ministry. On this day, Jesus knows, Jesus knew that in just three short years, he will die for the sins of all mankind. On this day, Jesus knows that when he is gone from this earth, his followers will be left behind to spread his gospel message and start to grow his bride, the church. So what we see this morning, what we see Jesus doing on this day, churches, he is seen. He is seen. He makes his presence known. Romans 1.20 at its best, God reveals himself. He's not hiding. Listen, I, I wish that I could, if, if I could scream a message to the world, Jesus is not hiding from you. He's not hiding from you. The Holy Spirit is still indwelling you as believers, trying to lead you, trying to guide you, trying to convince you that we, we need to live for him. We don't need to live for the world. We need to trust him. We don't need to fear. Amen? Can I tell you something this morning? Can I tell you that when Jesus is in your midst, there's going to be some things that happen every single time he's around. Every single time. And we saw it this morning in our scripture. Number one, this morning we see and hear John the Baptist proclaiming who he is. We see John the Baptist proclaiming who he is. Look, it says, look, the Lamb of God. Brother Kyle, how, how, can, how can I know when Jesus is near to me? 
How, how, can, I, how can I know that Jesus is, is near to me? I promise you, listen, I promise you, I want to set up house here. When Jesus is alive in you and the closer you are to him, you have got to tell it. You are going to proclaim it. You can't stop it. You're going to proclaim to the world that Jesus is the Lamb of God. He is in your midst. Somebody's going to ask you, what, what, how, how can you be so happy and cheerful and, and full of joy in this time of circumstances? I've, I've been with Jesus. I've got Jesus. How could I want more, Steve? That's our response. But we also see something else in the, our scripture this morning. We secondly see that, that we're going to be people who are curious and follow. We're going to see people who are curious and follow. When they're close to Jesus, when, when, when they've been in the presence of Jesus, they're, they're going to be curious. But what, well, what, about, what, what about this guy? And they're going to follow him just to see what's taking place. But we're going to see something else, church. As those people follow Jesus, they are going to have questions. They're going to have questions. Y'all remember, don't you? Do, do you remember when you, you first were intrigued with Jesus, who this person was? How many questions did you have? Oh, my gosh. This morning, the questions we see are first by Jesus. Jesus says, what are you looking for? What is it that you're looking for? And secondly, we see a question by, the, by Andrew and John. They, they ask, Jesus, where, where are you staying? Do you remember the questions, questions that you had when you were intrigued by the, the person of Jesus? My question was this. I don't know what your question was. Jim, I, your question was probably different from mine. My question was this, who's right and who's wrong? Y'all do realize in just about every equation in life, somebody's right and somebody's wrong. You, you hear the, the big argument when a, a Christian's uh, speaking to an atheist or a non-believer. They, they look at the non-believer and say, listen, if you're right and I'm wrong as a Christian... I've lost nothing. But if I am a Christian is right and you are wrong, you've lost everything. There is a definitive right and wrong in just about everything in life. Everything in life. And we always want to be on the right side. And listen, in our arrogant minds, we always think we are on the right side. Well, if they would just listen to me, if they would just follow my lead, if they would just, listen, listen. Jesus is saying this, listen, follow me. Follow me. Can I tell you who's right in everything, church? Jesus Christ, the Messiah. He's right in everything. I'm glad that I don't have to be right. But I can point you to the one who is right in all things, and that's Jesus. Think for a second. Doesn't that just cure all the problems in the world today? Every single problem, Gary Page in the world today, every problem, every political problem, every agenda is completely fixed with following Jesus. That's it. That's it. Now, let's explore the first question first real quick. Jesus says, what are, what are you looking for? What, 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 are, what are you guys looking for? When you found Jesus... When he revealed himself to you, what 
were you looking for, church? Were you looking, were you just intrigued with the person of, of who Jesus Christ was? Were you, were you just going to church or to church camp because that cute girl or that cute boy was there? Is that what you did? Or were you actually looking for the truth as to who Jesus is? You see, I truly believe that a large number of people were intrigued about who this person of Jesus was, and then they fell into the, the trap of, of a routine, routine ritualism that they now call worship. They just went along. Well, my parents made me go to church, so I just went along, and you know, I, I just come now because I, you know, it's Sunday morning. Sunday night, ah, well, sometimes I'll go. I don't really need to get in. I don't want to be a Jesus freak. And Wednesday night, if, I, if people found out I went on Wednesday night, they, 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 they really wouldn't want to hang around with me at the gym anymore. Church, when, when you encounter Jesus, listen to me. When you encounter Jesus, he changes you. Church, you could not stop that change if you wanted to change it. You can't change it. When you encounter, when you really encounter Jesus, he changes you. Or you saying, brother, we're sinless? I never said that. But you want to sin less? You do. My sin just eats at me, church. The second question comes from Andrew and John. When they ask Jesus, where are you staying? Now, those of you who've studied this scripture before, that seems kind of, that's kind of odd. Janelle, that's a hard question, isn't it? Where, where are you staying? Seems odd to me. But that's what they asked, nonetheless. Nonetheless, they said, where, where, where are you, you staying? D did you notice that like so many times in our scripture, Jesus does not What? That's right, Miss Janelle. He doesn't answer the question. Did y'all see that? Jesus didn't answer it, Stan. He didn't give him an answer. What is it that Jesus did say? He said, come and you will see. Come and you will see. Come and you will see, church. In other words, Jesus is saying to them two words. Follow me. Follow me. Fo fo follow me. Notice what he's not saying. You, you, you paying attention? You awake now? Jesus is saying, follow me, Sharon. And what is he not saying? He's not saying, follow your heart. He's not saying, follow your intuition. He's not saying, follow your gut. And, 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 not to, to, to follow the majority of what the world's doing. Jesus is saying, follow me. One pastor put what Jesus said from these two men this way. He said, I need you to come. I need to take you to a place where your answer lies. I need you to come so I can take you to a place where your answer lies. I don't know about you, Butcher, that's where I want to go. That's where I want to be. 
Jesse, could you imagine anybody in the world that day that'd say, nah, I'm good? I, I don't. L listen to it again. I need to take you to a place where your answer lies. I know you've got many questions. I, I know you heard about what happened just yesterday, and you came to find out. I know you've got questions. Come on. Come on. Follow me. Church, now we get to the part in Scripture this morning where we see the change. We see it in verse 39, and Andrew and John go with Jesus to spend the day with him. They spend a little time with the Lord. Now, look, at, look with me here for a second. I, I, wanna, I, I didn't intentionally, I wasn't going to read this initially, but I want to read this because I want to bring something out here. Verse 40 says, it says, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard John and followed him. He first found his own brother, Simon, and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means anointed one, and he brought Simon to Jesus. Now, if you read that quickly, you're going to miss something, and I, I, I missed it my whole life. Listen to it again. It says, he first found his own brother. What commentators say is this. Once they had spent a little time with Jesus, they went, they left. John went to find his brother. And Andrew went to find his brother. Guess who came back first? Well, Scripture tells us here. Who, who came back first? Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who, who heard John said, follow me, uh, and followed him. He first found his own brother, Simon, and told him. They, they had to tell. Did you see that, Stan? They had to tell. But, but what, what happened to these men when they spent a little time with Jesus? Just a little time? Church, if you spend a little time with Jesus, I want to, I want to promise you something. You're going to have to tell somebody. You're going to have to tell somebody. He's going to change you somehow. Even if something small, just something small, so simple. When people ask, how are you doing today? I am blessed and highly favored. Jesus changed my life. I am a child of the king. Nobody can stop me. Nobody can flaunt me. Nobody can tell me I'm going to hell. Jesus changed my life. People think you crazy. Aren't you crazy about Jesus? The older I get, the longer I live, the easier it is to, to proclaim that to people. How many, Brittany, how many times during the day do people ask you, how are you doing? I, I want to tell you, I, listen, listen to me. I pray that every time that you just, when somebody asks you, how are you doing today? And your response is good or great. I pray that the Holy Spirit whispers in your ear, you just missed an opportunity. You just missed an opportunity. You just missed an opportunity. It's that easy. Listen, it, it, the closer you are to Jesus, when you spend just a little time with him, Ricky Tyre, you got to tell. Let me tell you what I read in Scripture this morning. Let me tell you what I found in the Word of God. Let me tell you what the Holy Spirit of God whispered in my ear this past week. 
I don't know what he whispered in your ear this past week, but he whispered mine, let me handle it, you preach the gospel. Let, let me handle it, you preach the gospel. Church, what happened this morning in our scripture when Andrew brought his brother to Jesus? Look at verse 42. <clears throat> when Jesus saw him, he said, you are Simon. Now, look, I, our scripture, Maggie, doesn't say that they had been formally introduced up to this point. I, I don't think I've ever walked into a room and somebody looked at me, Jim, and said, hey, Kyle, how you doing? I'm just like, dude, I don't know, I don't know who in the world you are. Now, it, it's happened from time to time. People I, you know, have come to church, and I'll be out in the public, and they'll say, hey, pastor, how you doing? And I'm thinking, okay, how long has it been since I saw you? But he calls him by name. He calls him by name. He says this. He says, You're, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which means rock. Peter had just been introduced. He had, listen, Kim, he, he, he I, don't even, I don't even know if you could say seconds. He was in the presence of God. For just seconds. For seconds. And Jesus called him out by name in seconds. Just, just, just a little bit of time, Alan. He was just a little bit of time. He walked into the presence of Jesus. Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of, son of John. But your new name is Cephas, which means rock. Just a little bit of time, James. He was there just a little bit of time. Brother Kyle, what are, you, what are you trying to say here? Well, what are you trying to say? Listen to me. All you have to do is spend a little bit of time and Jesus will change your name. Right. He wants to change your name. He doesn't want you to be the old you. He wants you to be the new you. And the only, only, only way you're ever going to be changed is spending time with Jesus. Well, Brother Kyle, what did he change your name to? Son of God. I struggle with that, church. Because I don't deserve it. I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a son of God. I'm a child of God. I, I'm, I'm heir to an inheritance that I don't deserve, that I didn't do anything for. I don't know how Christians have haughty spirits, church. Because every time I'm in the presence of Jesus, just for a little bit of time, he shows me who I really am. And he still loves me. I don't understand that kind of love. Let me ask you this morning. What were you looking for when you first encountered Jesus? Remember, what were you looking for when you first encountered Jesus? What questions did you have when you realized Jesus was the Son of God? Were you so moved by who you found Jesus to be that you had to go and tell someone? Did Jesus change your name? Did Jesus change your name? And I mean really change your name to child of God. 
this morning you're invited to come to the altar and spend a little time with Jesus. I'll tell you, church, it'll change your life. Do you trust him? Let's all stand. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Father, we're here this morning admitting to you right now, Lord Jesus, that we, we need you. We need your presence. God, I pray that you would be with us and you would undergird us and help us, Lord, as we face the days ahead to proclaim to the world who you really are, to not miss an opportunity, God, because you are worthy of our praise. Please, Lord, bless the little bit of time that we're going to spend with you right now. Help us to feel your presence like never before during this time of invitation. In Jesus' name I do pray. With all the heads bowed and all eyes closed, do you need to come? Do you want to come spend a little time with Jesus? Now is your chance. Will you come? If you're here this morning and you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, and you know you need to do that right now, will you come? I'll show you what the Word of God says every person must do to be born again. Will you come?